I got to know us. We're here in December. How many of you have already started your Christmas shopping? Come on, wave at me if you've already started. Anybody finished? You got it all done. Anybody got it all done? Anybody not even started yet? Come on, be honest. Raise your hand. Oh, there are hands that are going up. You can type in the chat and say, that's me. I haven't even started. Some of y'all, you, your, your strategy, your approach is to wait until Christmas Eve. I don't understand it. I don't know why you put that stress on yourself. It's like a game or something. But it is the Christmas season, and we are kicking off our Christmas series here today on this uh, first Sunday in December. And it is called Till He Appeared. Till He Appeared. Did you have something or someone in your life at some point that just appeared and it changed everything? Anybody have something like that happen? Maybe it's a Christmas gift that you got. Maybe it's when you uh, finally got that first cell phone. Oh, that was a game changer. Do you remember when you got your first cell phone? Or, or maybe for those of you that you had been walking for a long time or grabbing a ride anytime you could get one, but then you got your first car. Do you remember when you got your first car and it appeared and that changed everything? I remember when something happened in my life. When it appeared, it changed everything. Here's a pic of it right here. Here's what it is. Yes. Look at those two young lovebirds right there. I know the series is called Till He Appeared, but can I just say when she appeared, oh, it changed my life. And then it wasn't too long after that. Oh, look what happened. Baby number one appeared. That's our Candace girl, our oldest daughter. And listen, it changed my life. It changed my priorities. It changed the way I handle my schedule. It changed the way I would think about my day, and think about my budget. It changed everything when that first baby appeared. And then guess what else happened? Look at this next one. Up, oh, baby number two. And then guess what happened? Up, oh, look at this right here. Up, oh, up, oh, oh, three of them. Then guess what happened? Guess what appeared? Guess what appeared? Oh, my goodness. And then guess what appeared? Guess what happened? Oh, pray for me, friends. And then guess what happened? Guess what? Oh, look at that. And then we took another picture just yesterday of our family. Look at this right here. Oh, wait, my bad. <laughs> That's the Duggars, y'all. That's not me. Take that off. <laughs> some of y'all thought I was leading to an announcement for today, didn't you? Listen, when my wife appeared, when my babies came, it changed my life. I love my family. They mean the world to me. And yet they will tell you and I would tell you that as much as we mean to one another, nothing has impacted any of our lives like the story of when he appeared. How many of you can testify to that today? That when Jesus, what we celebrate with Christmas, when Jesus appeared, it changed more than my life. It changed all of history. It changed not only now, but it changed all of eternity. When Jesus appeared. Our theme verse uh, for this series, Till He Appeared, is going to be found in Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For to us a child is born. That's Christmas. For to us a child 
is born to us, a son is given. To us, a child appeared. To us, the son of God appeared. This, the son was given. And it says, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I get excited when I read that church because he's not just a mighty counselor or wonderful counselor. He's not just a mighty God or, or an everlasting father or a prince of peace. How many of you know today he's my wonderful counselor? He's my mighty God. He's my everlasting father. He's my prince of peace. That changes everything. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at these names, these descriptions here in this key verse in Isaiah of, of who Jesus is. When the baby was born on that first Christmas night, it was an ordinary night, but he was no ordinary baby. He arrived as the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And as we look at each of these descriptions today, we're going to be zooming in on the fact that he is our mighty God. Can somebody say mighty God? He is our mighty God. The prophet in the Old Testament named Isaiah, he prophesied about 700 years before the birth of Christ that he would be born. And when he would be born, he would be born as the mighty God. Uh, mighty God in Hebrew simply means warrior. Jesus was born a warrior. Jesus was born a fighter. Jesus was born a conqueror. This was an ordinary night, but it was no ordinary baby. He is the mighty God. Some people would dramatize the birth of Christ and and unfortunately, they would leave him right there where they see him painted on the Hallmark card. He's, he's cute. He's nice. Uh, maybe even we call him kind. But, but if they're not careful, they will leave him in this place as if he was uh, some weak or wimpy pushover, like he's a passive or powerless prophet. But Isaiah said, no, don't mistake this. He will be born immediately, instantaneously born the mighty God. Don't see him as something softer or weaker than he really is. He's a strong God. Can you say amen to that? He's our mighty God. He's a warrior. He's a conqueror. He defeated death, hell, and the grave because he's strong and he's unstoppable. Anybody this Christmas season that you just need the mighty God in your corner, you just say, I need a strong God. I need a mighty God. Maybe you're going through a challenging season in your life. Maybe Thanksgiving was a horrible time because there's so much fighting and dissension in your family. Maybe you're lonely and you're hurting this season. Maybe this is the, the, the first season that you're going through the Christmas holidays with that, without that loved one. And that one who's gone on to be with the Lord and you feel extra 
lonely or extra grief this season. Maybe you received the bad doctor's report. Maybe you just got laid off from your job. Maybe you have a child who isn't serving the Lord. Maybe you've made some bad decisions that are causing you pain and heartache. Maybe someone else made a decision that has deeply hurt you. Maybe you're looking at your life or your situation and you don't know what to do. It seems as if things will never change. It would be impossible for the circumstances that you're facing to end well, I want to remind you this Christmas season that our God is able. Come on, I said our God is able. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, it is, there's nothing too difficult for our mighty God. Somebody say mighty God. In Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26, Jesus looking at them, he said, with man this might be impossible, this might seem impossible, with man this even is impossible. But he said, but with God, all things, somebody say all things, all things are possible. Have you seen that in your life before that he's a mighty God? Come on, I'm looking for somebody who'll testify that today. Have you seen in your life that he is a mighty God, that he's a strong God? I would suggest to you before we ever saw it, Isaiah prophesied it. He said, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In just our few minutes together today, I want to give you four ways that we see Jesus as our mighty God. Four ways. If you're taking notes, you can write them down. Point number one is this. Number one, Jesus is mighty to save. Jesus is mighty to save. When Matthew records his account of the Christmas story, and he's describing the scene of the announcement and how the birth of, of Christ was to come. He says in chapter 1 that he's coming and he will save his people from their sins. That's why he came. That's why the baby was born. That's why the mighty God showed up. And I'm so thankful, I wonder, are you, that we weren't merely hoping, we weren't merely just crossing our fingers that he would be the hero who might help or possibly could help. We weren't holding our breath to see if he could do what he claims that we can do. I don't know about you, but when I look at my sin, I'm so glad that my sin is no match for my mighty God. No matter how much I fail, no matter how many times I blow it, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how many mistakes You've made where our sin increases. The word of God says his grace increases all the more. Why? Because he's mighty to save. I know we got some nasty people in this world. Even if you're a little higher on yourself than you ought to be. A lot of times we can be critical of others and go, well, thank the Lord I'm not as bad as him. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not as evil as her. 
But I want to remind you today that when you look to your left or you look to your right or you look in your own mirror, no matter how much sin you may see, no matter how much darkness, wickedness, no how much ugly is in them, I want you to know that God's grace is so amazing. It is so powerful. It is so far-reaching that there is no one too far gone. No matter where you've been or what you've done, our God is mighty to save. Can you thank him today? for salvation. Come on, at all of our campuses online, can you put your hands together and thank God for being the God who is mighty to save. He doesn't just save some of us. He has the ability to save all of us, not just the kind of bad, but the really bad. Listen to what 1 Timothy chapter 1 Verses 15 and 16 says, and somebody needs to hear this today who thinks that maybe you've done too much or gone too far. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 says, This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all, Paul says. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Listen, this is how strong he is. No matter how dark the stain of sin on your heart, God is able to wash you clean and make you white as snow. You don't have to be trapped in your sin. You don't need to be buried by guilt. You simply need to come to the one who's mighty to save and say, Oh, God, have mercy on me. That's what Christmas is all about. Let me give you a second thing that Jesus is mighty to do. Number two, Jesus is mighty to heal. He's mighty to heal. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace for our peace was upon him. And look at this. And by his stripes we are what? We are healed. Aren't you thankful that he's mighty to heal today? He's not only able to heal bodies, but he can heal hearts. Psalm 147 verse 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals physical needs. He can heal emotional needs. From time to time, it's always fun to hear stories and testimonies of how God is healing and answering prayer. I hope that you'll let the church know anytime that happens. Fire us an email or just let us know that, that God has answered a prayer and healed your body. But at Deeper Night, this past Wednesday night, Pastor Shelby prayed for a lady in our church who needed a healing in her body. And God answered that prayer. We were actually able to have her to come up and grab the mic and share her story and her testimony. If you missed it, we want to share that with you. Check out this video of how God answered prayer for healing. God not only hears our prayer, but God answers our prayer. Amen. We have Amy with us, and in 30 seconds, Amy's going to tell us what God has done for her. Um, about three weeks ago, I went to the emergency room because I was having problems with my back. And they had told me that my spleen was enlarged, my lymph nodes were swollen, and I had nodules all in my lungs. They told me to follow up with my doctor on Monday, and they did blood tests. And my red blood count was high. 
and my liver enzymes were high. So we did a CAT scan this last Monday and they called and told me that um, everything's clear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that, and that happened, church, because the church prayed. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank the Lord for just yet another story, another testimony of God's faithfulness. I've seen him heal in my own life. I don't understand all that's involved in God's sovereignty when it comes to healing. But I can tell you, I don't understand how a virgin can give birth either. But I thank God Almighty that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. I don't have to understand it to celebrate. I don't understand how he could love somebody like me. I really don't understand how he could love somebody like you. Have you ever thought about that before? I celebrate not all of it I can figure out or understand. I just celebrate the fact that he's the God who heals He's a mighty God. He still heals bodies today. He still heals hearts today. He still heals minds today. Church, hear this. I want you to know if you are sick in your body, you can call on the mighty God who heals. The doctor may have told you you won't get any better. The doctor may have told you that your baby will never be normal, that your body will never be free from pain. And if you're hurting today, if you're afraid today, if you're broken today, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, I want you to know that he is mighty. Cancer is not too big for our God. COVID does not scare our king. Depression does not intimidate our Lord. He's a mighty God. He's a God who heals. Let me give you a third thing today is that Jesus is mighty to set you free. He's mighty to deliver you. He's mighty to set you you free. When Jesus was born on that first Christmas night, heaven came down and kissed earth. Light invaded darkness. And when he came, he entered a world that was bound, bound and broken, bound and buried by darkness, by sin, by hopelessness. People who were bound, people who were stuck, just like people today. People full of despair, people who don't see a way out today, people who are discouraged today, people who are depressed today, people who are bound by addictions today, people are bound to medications today, people who are bound to drugs and to alcohol, people who are bound to debt today, people who are bound by spending. You know what? There are a lot of people who are hurting and they think this Christmas season, the way out is to spend their way out of it, racking up more and more debt, going deeper, deeper into bondage. People who are making decisions, just looking for hope, drink this, smoke this, try and buy that so that you can wear that, looking for freedom in all the wrong places. People who are bound by fear, fear of COVID, fear of losing their own life, fear of losing a loved one, fear of losing a job, fear of being abandoned, fear of being alone. We live in a culture today that highlights fear, a fear-driven culture because fear sells. 
Fear sells newspapers, it sells articles, it sells products. It's a fear-driven tactic from the enemy. But I want you to know that this mighty God that we're talking about, as we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating one who is mighty to set you free from all kinds of fear. In John chapter 8, verse 32, it says, Then you will know the truth. Somebody say the truth. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Verse 36 of John 8 says, So if the Son sets you free, who is the Son? We're talking about Jesus, the mighty God, the one who came to set the people free. So if the Son sets you free, what does it say? You will be free indeed. Hear that today, church. The bondage may seem unbreakable. The burden may feel unbearable. You may be carrying a load that you think you cannot escape, but I want you to know today, he can set you free. Christmas reminds us that the king has come. The birth of a baby brought the thrill of hope to a weary world because he was no ordinary baby. Isaiah said, he is the mighty God. And when he appeared, it changed everything. Do you need him to free you today? Do you need him to bring hope to you today? That's the purpose for his appearing. Let me give you this fourth thought today. Jesus, our mighty God, is fourthly, he is mighty to provide. He is mighty to provide. I'm not talking about to provide everything that we need for our greed, although he's able. Let's just not get theologically mixed up. So every time you swipe the card, don't just go, he's able. (laughs) In the Christmas season, one of the things that we can do to truly worship him is to steward what he's entrusted to us. But I do want to remind you that as you put your trust in him, your hope in him, as you follow his plan for your life, even as it relates to the way you spend your resources, I want you to know that our God is the God of more than enough. His resources are unlimited. He owns it all. He lacks nothing. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that again because that's one of our favorites. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Most of us know that one. If you've been around church for any length of time, you've probably not only heard it, but you've said it before. My God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. My God is more than enough. But have you ever taken time to read the few verses that come just before that? Because he is the God of more than enough. But that promise is tied to the verses that precede it. Philippians chapter 4. This is important to note, church. Verse 15. Paul writing to the church in Philippi, and he says this, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. 
Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. You say, what's he describing here? He's describing a situation as he's about to unleash on them. He's about to drop verse 19 on them in just a second. He's reminding them and saying, I want you to know, I see you. I see your generosity. I see your kingdom mindset. I see you trusting God with your resources. I see you living for eternity. I see you laying up treasures in heaven. I see you putting God first. I see you trusting God with your gifts. He's saying, I know that when there was a need, I saw you step up and you stepped in and you met that need. And then he goes on to verse 19 and said, I want you to know that my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. He is able. He is mighty to provide. We're not talking about greed. We're not talking about materialism. We're not talking about sloppy spending. We're talking about our God is more than able. He's unlimited. He can supply all that we need as we put him first in our lives. Certainly that begins with the tithe. Maybe that's a new concept to some who have recently given your life to Christ. We know that we have people every single week saying yes to Jesus here at People's Church. And as you come in and you begin to learn about the Word of God, here's one of the things that you'll learn is that He always honors His people who say, God, I'm going to put you first in every area of my life. One of those areas is in the area of the tithe. It means 10%. It means the tenth. Meaning the first that when we receive our, our paychecks, when we receive resource, the first 10% that we do something with is we give it back to God in acknowledgement of all that I have belongs to you. I'm just a steward of what you've entrusted to me. And then above that and beyond that, God speaks to our hearts about offerings and needs that come up. And, and when we step up and we step into that, God does something miraculous. What are we doing? He's meeting all of our needs as we are trusting him and obeying him. I remember a story of one of the first times I saw in my life one of the most just maybe extreme examples of what God taught me. I was already tithing at the time. I'd already given uh, above tithe for a number of years. It wasn't that that was new. But when God called me to do something that was ridiculous, I remember it because it was a time that God spoke to my heart. I had just had uh, my fourth back surgery. I was home recovering. And I, while I was recovering, I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart that he wanted me to lead our young people in our student ministry to give over $1 million in one year to missionaries. And I knew in that moment that God had just given me the biggest dream, a ridiculous call to, to trust him and step out. I knew that God had just spoken so clearly to me, number one. Or, number two, I had just taken way too much hydrocodone. I wasn't real sure which one it was in the moment. I didn't know if this was the medication talking. Because I thought, this is crazy. I'm already tithing. 
I give above my tithe, but God is calling me to do something ridiculous and raise a million dollars. I thought, God, how would I raise a million dollars for missions? And he said, here's how it's going to happen. You and Casey are going to lead the way by personally stepping out, sacrificially and giving. I feel like the Lord spoke to my heart that he wanted us to give $50,000 as youth pastors. I don't know how much you know about a youth pastor's salary, but you don't go into it for the money. Lord, you want us to give $50,000 to missions, and you're going to use that to spur the students on to dream big dreams and to step out in faith and to give generously and collectively. We're going to raise a million dollars, but how would I ever give $50,000? We don't have that. As a matter of fact, I just had this back surgery, and what we do have are we have bills. But when God speaks to us, we can step out in faith because he is mighty to provide. And we stepped out and we gave as much as we could, as quickly as we could. I, to be totally transparent and honest with you, I can't even explain to you mathematically how it worked. I think it must have been a little bit of what the young boy felt with who was giving his fish and his bread. I mean, I can't totally understand his miracle, nor can I fully explain mine, but there's a little hint to me that I'd look over him and be like, bro, I get it. All I know is that we gave as much as we could as quickly as we could and that God multiplied the resources. Somehow, someway, Casey and I exceeded giving $50,000 in one year. And collectively, we didn't raise $1 million, but we raised over $2 million for missionaries in one year. Why? Because you'll never outgive God. You'll never have God speaking to your heart to step out in faith to do something ridiculous, and God just leaves you high and dry. Anytime you walk in obedience, you've positioned yourself for a blessing. Well, here we are, church, and it's Christmas season where we're celebrating our mighty God. And here we are on this first Sunday in December, and many of you have been looking forward to this. You've been praying about this, but today is our, our miracle offering day. You say, well, what is miracle offering all about? Well, over the last several weeks, we've been talking about be, being a part of dream builders, we're building the dream of God, the kingdom of God, as we give of our resource to, to not only bless local ministries and, and in our own communities, both in OKC and Indy, but as well nationwide, internationally. We do support missionaries who go all over the world. And then also in this season, we are raising resources to start our new campus in Edmond, Oklahoma. And why are we doing it? Because until Jesus appears for his return, that rapture, we're spending time celebrating what he came to do, to seek and to save the lost. And we want to reach as many people as we can while we can. And that's what the Edmond campus will be all about. And that's what Dream Builders is all about. And here on this Sunday, this is the Sunday to where we say, I want to give my first, my biggest, my best offering towards my Dream Builders commitment. If you say, well, man, I hadn't even jumped in to be a part of the Dream Builders uh, uh, commitment up to this point, that's okay. You could still be a part of this miracle offering. Why are we calling it a miracle offering? 
because we believe a couple of things. I believe that he's a mighty God to provide, and as I trust in him and do what he calls me to do, as I sow generously into his kingdom, I believe God's going to take this offering. He's going to miraculously multiply it. Hear this. There will be people in heaven instead of hell because his church chose to give. We also call it a miracle offering because I'm expecting miracles in my life. My wife and I stepped out to say, we're going to do what we're going to do. We just knew it's going to take God to do this. Pastor Herbert wants to share just a word for you today as we get ready to receive the offering in just a moment. This is him standing out on our Edmund property. Check out this video. People's Church, he's a mighty God. He's mighty to provide. And on this Miracle Offering Sunday, I'm able to stand on the land, our Edmund land that we have under contract for $2,075,000. And can I tell you, this piece of property, we're going to see so many people come to faith in Christ. It's going to be some of your children, some of your grandchildren, some of your friends, some of your neighbors, a co-worker, somebody, maybe even you're at another campus and you live 25 miles away from Edmond, but you're going to be hearing about lives that are changed because you gave in the miracle offering. Not only the purchasing of this land and launching the Edmond campus in August of 2022, but all the missionaries that you're supporting around the world, the hungry children that are being fed, the needs that are being met because of your generosity today and the miracle offering. A mighty God, not only mighty to provide for you, but mighty to change lives, countless lives, because of our generosity. I want to say this to everyone watching today. If you're a guest, you please feel no obligation to give today in the miracle offering. But for everyone who calls People's Church home, here's my prayer today, is that everybody would participate. Everybody at our church family would pray, would hear from God, and would give something. Some may be a dollar, some may be hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we would give a sacrificial miracle offering for one purpose. It's all about more changed lives. People's Church, I stand on this piece of property. Faith in my heart in a mighty God that's going to do mighty things because of our generosity, our faith, and our prayers. Thank you for giving at the miracle offering today. Can you put your hands together? You're excited about our Edmond campus. I know that the Lord's been saving that piece of dirt. He's been saving that ground because he wanted to put his church there. They didn't build a hotel there. They didn't build a gasoline station there. They didn't build apartments there. They didn't even build a school or a hospital because God was saving that ground for his church. God doesn't need any of us. He's a mighty God all by himself. He allows us to be a part of his mighty work when we just say, God, what's my role? God, what do you want me to do? 
God, how can I partner with you? Friends, there's coming a day, and it's coming very, very soon, when all of this life here on this earth will be over. The older I get, the faster it goes. But I know, know at some point, my heart will beat its last time. When I step into the other side of eternity, I wonder how many offerings I will have regretted sowing into. I wonder when I meet my Savior face to face and I enter into heaven and I'm greeted by those that have been reached through what God did through me or through offerings that I gave, I wonder if I'll say, well, I wish I hadn't given quite as much. Wish I didn't lay quite as much treasure up in heaven as I don't think I'll ever feel that or say that, but I think there's potential for me to say, I wish I had done more. As Pastor mentioned, listen, if you're a guest today, we don't need anything from you. We're just so thrilled that you'd come and be a part of what God's doing here at People's Church. But if you call this place home, unapologetically, we say jump in and be a part of how God is using this church family to bring the hope of Christmas to a world that desperately needs it. There nearby, all of you should have access to our brand new People's Church offering envelope do you see this close by if you would everybody just grab one if you would right there as we prepare to give in just a moment and receive our tithe and our dream builders offering our miracle offering for today make sure that you continue to be faithful with your tithe this does not replace your tithe our our miracle offering will be above that but as we get ready to pray in just a moment would you just be obedient to whatever God tells you to do Whatever that means, whatever it looks like, you could be a part of that Christmas miracle, that kingdom miracle, as you trust God. I know for me, time and time again, God has just shown himself faithful. I remember uh, being in a service at one point in a night, uh, similar to the atmosphere of what we've created here today. And God just touching my heart saying, give that $50 that you have. I was like, Lord, I don't know if I can give that $50. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. But I trusted God and I dropped it in the offering. Literally right after the service, a guy in the church comes up and he gave me a Holy Ghost handshake. You know what I'm talking about, a Holy Ghost handshake? That's when they shake your hand and leave a little something in it. I wasn't super used to or accustomed to the Holy Ghost handshake, but he did. And when he walked off, I realized it was a $50 bill. No one knew what I had just done. Only God knew what he had just spoken to my heart. And I could have missed out on a moment where God was just smiling at me going, trust me, be a part of it. I'll miraculously provide for you. And today, if you want to be a part of that miracle offering, you take this offering envelope here. You see there's information that it's requesting that you would fill out. So just take it, familiarize yourself with this. If you would like to set it up for ACH charges or for debit or credit card, you can do that. Or you can just fill out the bottom as it relates to how much would be for your tithe. How much would be for the miracle offering? Please make sure that you designate it appropriately so we'll know where you're wanting to direct your offering. But I encourage you today, whether you're watching online or here with us at one of our campuses, we're going to put it up on the screen right now, just ways that you can give. Everybody can do something. 
see the different features, the different ways. You can even just scan that QR code right there to give. I know for me, we have our ties set up on reoccurring. My, my family, we do that. But then for today, I use the PC app to go on and do my miracle offering. You can certainly do it through the PC app or you can use that QR code. But we just pray with me today. I want to pray that God would prepare you for a miracle as you step out and you do it, even if it seems crazy and ridiculous to you, this may be the biggest offering you've ever given before. Trust God and watch what he does in your life.